so so what do you what, what do you think um in your life man what, what was the what do you think that I don't know, what would you think that was the, the final turning point for you when you got in prison and said hey i want to try to do better i want to try to make it my way out of here because i'm pretty sure in prison you probably don't seen a lot of people go in and come back but but what what in what's what's going on through your mind right now go ahead again. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. So, what, 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 what was your turning point in prison? Now, what do you think that has changed from you from when you was out on the streets? Now, what, what, what is your major change that you see? What, what growth have you uh, gained since you've been in prison? My understanding of life. My understanding of life has changed. So, you know, I've seen other white guys die in prison, other white people stay up to death. And I've been blessed. I've been like, I've been lucky. I've been, I've been gained fights. I've been stabbed. I've stabbed people. Uh, when I was younger, when I first came into the prison system. So, as I grew older in the prison system, I started to watch my environment. I see these young guys that are coming in out there. They come in here with two life sentences, three life sentences. And then finally start passing away, you know, your father, your your aunties, uncle, cousin, all these people that you love and you ain't seen in years, and start passing, and it, it affected my life in a way where I was like, you know, I got to change in order to try to make it out of here. I could be next. So, 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 what is the difference now between being incarcerated? What is the politics? How has the politics changed from being when you first went in to today? When I, when I first came into the, to the prison system, like, the politics, like I said, was more gang-orientated. It was more controlled by the gangs. And, like, today, prison's worship today, if you ask me, because of the drugs. More okay. the younger guys on drugs, the more guys on drugs, and everything was violent in the prison system because of the drugs. Everybody on the, whether it's meth or whether it's, um, the pills, the weed, whatever, you know, you got what those in the prison, you got on the street now. So you look around, everybody got knives, everybody on drugs. So it makes the environment worse when I first came into the prison system. And, these, and, these, and it's like these guys value your life more. Young guys don't value your life anymore. Mm. It makes it more dangerous for guys like me, you know, who, who value life, who got something to lose. Who want to come back and gain their freedom, come back home, but a part of society. Because, like I said, when I first came into the prison system, I was, I ain't gonna say like them, but I was similar to them because I had something to prove. You know, I want to show everybody. So, so, as I was saying, so, what do you think, man, in life, you know, as we go, both go through life, what do you think the, 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 the it's a learning process. What do you think you have learned through all your years of being incarcerated? I learned how to communicate better. But I think communication is a very important part of life. You able to communicate with people, not only like, no matter what environment you're in, you learn to communicate, you know, and open up and be, be more straightforward. Only people get a lot done. So communication to me is uh, very, like, very important. Okay. So, so, and I know, man, and I know there's a lot of hurt and stuff going on. Cause, I mean, I know it's got to be a lot of pain when you feel like a loved one that's, that's, that's lost, that you have yes. lost, that you have lost, like through a funeral and stuff. Now, how, how, how do you deal with some of that pain, man? You know, when I first when I first started doing time, like, I lost my cousin and, like, I lost other family members. And it was, like, painful, like, you know, like. I act out of anger like a lot of guys do. I act out of anger. You know, I want to hurt people. I want to fight. I want to, you know, be destructive, you know. But after years ago, I've learned through prayer and communication that, you know, destructive things don't lead to more, nothing but more destruction. Destruct destructive behavior leads to more destruction. So at the end of the day, it don't do no placement in a worse situation than what I'm in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, brother, when it comes to how have you found yourself? 
how have you determined your faith now being in prison man have you have do you read the bible more have you learned to trust god man where, where do you get your hope and your strength from outside of you know for a period of time for a period of time you know i went through a process of searching you know i studied every religion i studied islam christianity the bible i read the uh, Quran, and I read the uh, five percent you know, it was a stage of trying to find, you know, for a minute, I had to go to the community, you know, and I was like, I came to realize that after a while, that wasn't for me, you know. Um, it's, just, it's just been a long process of trying to figure out who I was and what I believed and who I believed in, because you got so many allies and different theories. It can be confusing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're trying to find the truth. So mm -hmm. I start praying more and asking God to give me the insight, you know. Mm -hmm. Because I can sit here all day and I can talk to 50 different people and they're going to give me their allies, you know, what they believe, whether it's Islam, Christianity, or whatever they believe. And everything varies. He can make it sound good. He can make it sound good. He can show me proof. He can show me proof. But at the end of the day, I got to do what's best for me, follow what God picks my heart. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know, through prayer, through a lot of prayer, through a lot of study, you know, I read the Bible constantly. You know, I ain't even sat down. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I sit down. I read the Quran sometimes. You know, I just try to keep an open mind, a broader mind. You know? But I don't like. I don't doubt God's word. You know, but I just try to keep a broader mind, and cause any doesn't this time. You know? so, Amen. It's been a long road. It's been a long road. It's been all freedom, like I said. And it's, at times, you get the question. You know? Read the Bible, even when you pray. You know, waking up a situation like this every morning, things don't change because sometimes we do prayer and expect things to change right away. Please God, let me come home. Please God, send me home. And you know. And when it don't mm -hmm. over time, I had to learn, like, I'm just going to pray and put it in God's hand. I'm going to let him have it. I'm going to do the work I'm supposed to do because my faith. But then when God's ready for me, these gates open for me, then, you know, but I can't, I can't put time living on God. I can't rush God. I can't do nothing. You know, I just got to have faith and believe that for God feels back and feel I have grown enough, I have learned enough, that he's going to free me. You know? Would it be, would it be like you walk out there or would it be like you go to heaven? It's all in God's hand. Amen. And man, so I don't know, have you, um, how do you think, because, you know, being incarcerated for 25 years, what do you think would be your most challenge? Because a lot of stuff done changed now. So what do you think would be your biggest challenge if you was released today? If I would leave there, my biggest challenge would be finding direction. Like, right? what I want to do, what I, you know, I'm older now, so my biggest challenge would be figuring out what I want to do with the rest of my life. You know, of course, like working a job. You know, I'm married now, so that's a big responsibility. You know, I have grandkids. That's a big responsibility. So yeah. I have a lot of responsibilities. So. It's just living up to those responsibilities would be my biggest challenge, to be honest with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. That's going to be hard living up to the expectation, the expectation of your loved ones, my grandkids, my wife, my friends, my family, living up to the expectation. Because it's easy to say you can change while you're sitting here. It's easy to say, oh, I'm a changed person. Oh, I'm going to do better. Uh, it's easy to say, I look where I'm at. But when you get out there, it's a different story because of all the temptation. 
you know, there's so many temptations out there. So, yeah, the biggest challenge would be like the goals and expectations. I don't, not only I set for myself, but not disappoint my family and loved ones. Yeah, amen, amen. Hey, brother, tell me, man, finish this sentence for me, man. God has always kept me safe. Kept you safe. Kept me safe. Kept you safe. Hey, kept brother, tell me, tell me one time when you know most definitely, bro, it should have been, you know, when you just like, man, it had to be God that saved me, brother. Just give me, I know it's probably been a lot of moments, brother, but just give me one moment when you know, man, look, the hand of God came down and he saved me because I was supposed to make it out of that battle. Um, I got a thrill on this. You know, when I first got shot, I was in Gary, Indiana, right? Okay. And uh, I was laying on my couch one night, and uh, at this time, I was with my baby mother. She had went upstairs, and somebody shot through the house window, hit me in the chest, hit me in the back, hit me in the chest. My lungs collapsed, and I'm bleeding all out the mouth, and I thought, you know, everything went black. Okay. And I thought, mm. like, it was over with. Okay. But God pulled me through. And I'm still here, and I always wonder why. You know? Mm. Why? You know? And it was, and you know, sometimes, you know, they said God gives you signs, right? Like, yeah. as I get older, I wonder now was the things that happened to me. God was giving me signs to change my life. And at that time, I still refused to change my life. I was still in the streets. I was still selling drugs. You know? And then, like, now I'm in this situation. Yeah. So, yeah, most definitely. You saying you feel like God was giving you a chance to heed the signs, but sometimes that free will yeah. takes us to another level, a level of life. So, brother, what do you, so, so I didn't really get it. So what are you, what are you incarcerated for again? I'm incarcerated for murder. Murder, okay. uh, aggravated assault, uh, okay. firearm during commission of a felony. Okay. So, and we saying all that, you know, and I was just wondering, brother, what do you think about accountability? I say, I asked you that to, do you think that accountability is necessary sometimes for our actions? Or, or do you think, what do you think about accountability, bro? Of course, accountability is actually without accountability, everything in the world. You know, I don't like, I don't blame nobody for this situation but myself. I'm not, mad, I'm not mad at nobody. I'm not hateful at nobody. I'm not, you know, I've been put all that behind me, you know. And I blame me. Because I had a chance. I had the choice. I made the Amen. choice to go down the road I want. Nobody, nobody forced my hand. I don't blame God. I don't blame nobody. I blame myself. Amen. So whatever the outcome of it, I'm at peace with it. Amen. You know? Whatever Amen. I, the outcome, I'm at peace. Amen. So and so and so now being brother that we know that you have changed and you understand a lot in life. If you was to, if you was to say right now, say if you went to the board or whatever and you had to describe your character, man, how would you describe your character now as an individual, as a growth? Or just just this question, bro. If you had to tell your 18-year-old self something right now, what would you tell him? Learn to respect life more. Learn to cherish life more. Don't tell my friend. Lose it any moment. Whether you're going to the grave or you're going to prison. Here's like, to me, like, I look at the like, I watch a zombie movie, The Walking Dead. We're alive, but we're dead. Because we're no use to society. We're no use to our family being there. Amen. Ooh, man, that's a good one, brother. So, if you think about it, man, and, and you look at life, and if stuff and if st as stuff go through your life, would you say that this yeah. was a way of God saving your life actually for a greater good? Because we don't understand certain situations we're in. Would you say that? Would you say that, or and have it across your mind that maybe God was saving your life so that you can give your testimony on the change of life testimonies? Because this testimony right now, brother, I'm pretty sure it helps somebody. Because you bringing it raw, bro. So do you think that this was a way of God saving you? So you could be used as a vessel to save some youngsters or somebody out there that's going down the wrong path. Of course it's possible, but you know, like, you know, I feel, I'm gonna be honest with you, I feel if I would never came to prison and gain the knowledge and the understanding I have, I would have been dead. The things I was doing in the streets, 
I would have been dead, you know? And because, like, I was on, like, I didn't, I didn't care about nothing. Mm. And, it, and it, it's bad when you're going through life and you don't care about anything. You don't even care about yourself, you know? So, yeah, I would have been dead. Like, I, I asked myself that question a million times. Why did God leave me alive? Why am I still alive? What is my purpose? That's the Man. question I wake up and ask myself every morning. What is my purpose? I'm getting old. What is my purpose? What, what can I do to help anyone when I'm old? Oh, I'm getting old. Man. But then I understand with my age come wisdom. I've gained a lot of wisdom. I've gained Amen. a lot of insight. You know? And Amen. I respect life more. I respect people. Yeah. And I respect people's choice to live their life how they want to live their life. Amen. Amen. Good word, brother. Now, now is, there, is there times, brother, that you ever go to sleep and you dream that you are out in the real world and then you wake up and you're still there and it kind of makes you feel some type of way? Of course, all the time. You know, <laughs> free world, living my life and being part and wake up and you hear the same noises, you see the same people. You see the same people doing the same thing. It's depressing. You know? Yeah. It's depressing. So, you know, even in prison, like I said, there's a lot of things going on in prison. Like, it's, it's a world of its own. Like, we got cell phones in prison we don't supposed to have. We got things that we don't, we doing things we don't supposed to do. You know? But if we didn't have, we wouldn't have no way to communicate with our people. So, yeah. Yeah, even though so, wrong don't make nothing right. Amen, amen. But it's the technology. It's there. It's there, bro. So it's there. So go use it. Amen, amen. So, bro. So, how many have have you been stationary at one prison throughout your terms, or how many different prisons have you been through during your time of incarceration, brother? Uh, I pray when I first started this incarceration, I was in a federal prison, and uh, I started off in uh. I was downtown Chicago, MCC Chicago, and I went to uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. I was okay. in the federal prison of Terre Haute, Indiana. I was out there for a while, you know. I ain't fighting, getting in trouble. So they flew me out to uh, Florence, Colorado. I was out in okay. Florence, Colorado for a while. And um, once I finished all that, I went into the state system. In the state system, I'd have been to, um, I think probably like, Nine different prisons in the state within the uh, state system. Okay. Because when I first come into the state system, like, you know, so I thought I had something to prove, and I got that label as a big game member at that time. I was a gangster disciple, so. Okay. That's I got the, uh, I, yeah, I got the uh, label as a, what they call me, uh, a gang leader. Okay. Okay. You know, once you once you get that tag on you in the prison system, it's hard to get it off of you. Even though I'm 47 years old now, and I'm retired from the game. Mm -hmm. uh, the administration, I'm gonna say, the administration and politics still classify me as a game. Okay. Okay. Even though I ain't been in trouble, I don't get in no trouble. I don't get in no fight. I don't get in none of that. I had what they call a disciplinary report, which is a DR, right? Mm -hmm. You know, but I'm still, I'm still labeled. As a gamer, a high-ranking mm. gamer, mm. and I talked to the administration. I tell them, I said, "Look, I'm not in the game anymore. You can go ask the game." And okay, I'm respected. Mm -hmm. I'm still respected by the games because of things I've done in the past for the games. I'm still respected by all the game members, whether Bloods, yeah. Club, GD. I'm still respected yeah. because yeah. of who I used to be. Yeah, and I'm still a man. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So, but it's hard to get that label off, off right now. So that's what I've been fighting. That's what I've been fighting against the past couple of years, getting this gang leadership uh, labor off me because when I go up for the parole board, you go anywhere, that's the first thing they see, STG. Okay. Gang leadership. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah. It's hard. Good will. Yeah. Yeah. But, bro, you survived me. Survived. And, brother, I heard a lot about the prison politics. What I was told is, I don't, I'm not sure because I've never been incarcerated, but they told me when you go to prison, no matter what happens, you ride, there's more of a racial divide line where no matter what happened, the, the, the Aryans going to ride with them, 
the GDs gonna ride with them, the black brothers. And they said that it was some like race wars that kick off where no matter what it is, no matter who you is, you have to be prepared to ride with your kind. Is that true, brother, or is that just something that people talk that's about more true. say? That's more true when I'm in the Fed. That's more true when I was doing federal time, right? Since I've been okay. doing state time, it's it's mostly black, black G's get the blood, get the blood. Muslims against the Jews, mostly black on black. But then you have Mexican against uh, the Mexican against. Sometimes all the blacks come together and fight the Mexicans. You know, you yeah. got to be ready to ride at any time. You know, if you're part of the game. Like, you might get a call like, get a call, oh, 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 guns up or whatever. You got to get up and start stabbing. You got to get up and fight. You got, you got to go. Cause you don't. <laughs> You don't get the repercussions from your game or be even worse. So you might as well go on out there do what you got to do because you don't. And your game won't get you. you. Can't go nowhere. It's just a circle. Ain't no way you can run from the game. Ain't no way you can run. Yeah. Okay. You go PC for the next ten years. It's bad. So ain't no way you can go. Mm. So, so you, man, that's deep. Wow. So you saying? It, this is the place where if you ain't a man, then make you a man because you're going to have to man up at some point to, in order to survive, correct? You're going to have to man up. Correct. Man. You're going to be one man. or two things in here. You're going to be at the table, you're going to be on the plate. Man. That's how it is. You're going to be at the table with the guys or you're going to be on the plate. They're going to yeah. eat you. That's how it is. Yeah. Man. That's that, why that, I keep looking at all the time my volume. People passing by. Yeah. I look up at home, I see four five guys walking with knives on there. That's why I got to always pay attention to what's going on. Man. Yeah. And that's so, that's really nerve wrecking it. Yeah. Hey, but you know what I mean? You it's survival of the fittest, bro. You know, that's the way life goes. Survival of the fittest, bro. So 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 I was I, I was thinking, man, and this might be, and I don't know, my my, my brother. He done time throughout Westville. I don't know if you know what Westville and all that. And he was telling me like, he was, saying, well, bro, he was saying like right now, I know I know a lot of people think when you go to prison, you just get raped. Does that still occur? They think like if you come to prison, you just get raped no. now. I mean, because you know, they was like, man, you go to prison, you're going to get raped. No. Okay. It can do, talk a little bit about that, bro. No. Just send some lights on that, bro. <laughs> No, you come to prison, you don't get raped, man. Like, especially you in the gang. Gangs don't play that period. Homosexual gangs don't play. They gonna beat you up, stab you up about that. Okay. So you don't get raped. That's why a lot of guys join the gang. You know, people come in the prison system. They want in gang, but when they get in, they hear that that ideology that you gonna get raped when you get to prison. So they join gangs and for the protection and do that stuff, right? But no, that's not true. And I'm not saying it don't happen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because like every time, every now and then you get somebody sick enough to try something like that. Yeah. And they get on the drugs and they try something like that. But it's very rare, you know. And then you got you got what they call you, like I say, you know, every every man like got their own choice, their preference or what they want to be or what they want to do. You yeah. got like dudes in here act like they women, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you got them tight. So you got the yeah. dudes that mess with them, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, yeah. that, that's what they do. I respect yeah, yeah, what they yeah. do, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ain't nothing. That, yeah, yeah. It you don't mean, affect me or what I got yeah. going on. You know hey, man, hey, man. Yeah, real, real, but, real tough. But then in here, I'm be honest with you. Like, you got money. You got you got female guards. And, you know, they mess with some of the inmates. Yeah. You, know, you got money in here. You got money. You king. You know. Okay. So you make it, if you're in here, you making money, then you pretty much can get whatever you want. Man. You, know, you got the female guards, you know, you, you go to the female guards and say, look, I got a thousand dollars. You know, I got two thousand dollars. That's more than she making her check. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. You, know? you got a lot of that going on here, you know. So what it really come down to is basically no matter what situation you're in, everybody is still human. You know what I mean? And everybody Everybody's still have their needs and they want. So and I also, man, it, right. it was a it, it was a theory. Now, I don't know if this is true. They were saying that the guards um, come in and, like, uh, beat up the inmates for nothing or lock all the inmates up for nothing. Is that true? Nah, man. <laughs> real, I'm be real. <laughs> These prisons, man. 
<laughs> they make one of these prisons, man. Prisons oh, okay. run, run the prisons. Like, okay. that, that stuff happened back in the, that stuff happened back in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, man. 2023, man. That ain't going on. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? These guys, man, that ain't going on. Like I said, like, like I said, in here, man, money is power, man. You know? Okay. Like, everybody hustling, man. Everybody get money in here. You got some dudes on the drugs, some dudes getting money. You got dudes yeah. walking around with big fancy jewelry. You got dudes walking around here with everything, man. Man, man so, so it's like the real world then, basically. Like a world yeah, within said, itself. It's a world within itself, man. If you seen this stuff, man, I don't hope you never see it, but you seen it, you be like, wow. Yeah, yeah, you know, man. You got dudes, you got dudes there, they be cooking and frying. They got, man, you say, I ain't even going to it. They got all types of stuff in prison, man. Yeah, 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 for real. Now, now, and then another thing, bro, now, is this true? A dude told me that he was tried. I don't know if this is true. He had a case where a dude came in there. They did a sexual battery case on him, and he got charged on it while he was in prison, and he had to register mm -hmm. when he got out because he was tried yes. inside there. Is that true? Yes. That, yeah, that, that happens, you know what I'm saying? Like... They got different things that go on, right? Like, like I was saying, if you if you get any type of sex crime while you ain't got to register as a sex offender. Wow. You know. But then it's hard on sex offenders in here. Because you come in for a sex offender crime, especially on the game, it's over with for you. Okay. Okay. You know yeah, because yeah, because the dude told me now, I don't know if he's lying. He said that he was standing by the I don't know what actually happened, but he said he kind of the dude had molested somebody's kid. And when the dude came in the joint, they all was watching the door. He said he was watching the door. And because he was watching the door when they called him, they said that he had done sexual battery or, or he cut him or something. I don't know what happened, but I didn't know that they could really charge you for that when you come out here on the streets for a crime that happened in there. I actually thought yes. he was lying. Yes, they can. They take you to court. Like, you catch a rape case in here on the inmate or you stab somebody or do something like that, they can take you to the free world court. It's the same wow. thing. Wow. That's yeah, the same thing. Wow. Yeah. You go to you go downtown, go to a courthouse, and you go through a trial, you take a plea, it's the same thing. Wow. So and even in, in, in there, man, how, how many people actually do you think actually that's hooked on drugs while they're incarcerated, man? Mm. Well, the population, I probably say about I probably say about 85% of the population. Whoa. The entire population about eighty-five percent. That's hooked on drugs while they're incarcerated. Yes, guys coming in that didn't do drugs when they were on the street doing drugs in here. They got these different drugs. You got what they call uh, they got some paper stuff they put on some paper called scripts. Mm -hmm. A lot of young guys smoke scripts. Then you got the meth. A lot of them on meth. Them two main drugs: scripts and meth. You know, of course, it's plenty of weed. Everybody here smoking weed. I don't smoke. Weed. You know, yeah, a lot of guys, you know, they make their own alcohol. They have to drink. It's crazy. So, 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 how how is it, man? Just just say for instance, man. How how is it every day, basically twenty four hours? Is there any time that you ever can find any peace, bro? With being in an environment that's so loud and I mean, what, what do you do to find peace, man? <laughs> I read. Whether I'm reading the Bible or whether I'm reading a book, I love to read, you know. I buy books on my phone or I buy books on the phone. Whatever. I just like to read. Reading read takes me away, you know, from, you know, momentarily from the everyday politics of prison system. You got to find something to take you away, whether you're reading or playing basketball or working out. There's got to be something. If you don't find something, you go crazy. Bro. Man, amen. So, man, and I know I know a lot of men and a lot of people think, oh, man, I'm too hard, man, I don't want to cry. What do you think about crying, man? I know everybody. What do you, What can you tell these youngsters out here, man, that they, they think it's hard, too hard to cry, man? I know through the years you had to shed some tears, baby. I mean, you know everybody because we're human. So, so what do you, what do you, you yeah, think it's all right to cry, man? I, I mean, some, to release. Yes, of course it's okay. You know, I say some real gangsters cry. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about real gangsters cry. 
you know. I was a real gangster at the time. I cried, you know. I seen one of my partners, like, get stabbed to death. I shared a tear, like, you know what I'm saying? It hurt when, like, you be a bonds with people here. You might build a bond with another inmate that y'all cool, y'all brothers, y'all partners, y'all eat together every day. Uh, y'all work out together, y'all play ball together, y'all hang out together, you know what I'm saying? And y'all might even pray together, you know, because we have prayer groups in here too. Okay. And then okay. he get jumped, he get jumped by five, six guys, and death and killed, you know. It's hard watching when you see that. It's hard, you know. Yeah. It ain't easy. So like for crime, man, you ain't a real man if you ain't never shared a tear. Man, say that again, man. Say that again. You're not a real man if you never shared a tear. Man, that's real. That's real, bro. That's real. And for, and for all the youngsters, man, that want to be hard and, and, and want to show off and want to act like they're hard in front of people. Now, when you go down in there, man, it's man on man on man. Because I, I, I know they ain't got no guns, do they? So no, they ain't, got, they ain't got no okay, guns. Okay. I'm just saying, look, all these youngsters and everybody want to be shooters out oh, here. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I'm not going to get guns, though, but they ain't got none. Okay. Okay. So you mm -hmm. saying basically, basically it's a it's a hand to hand combat. No matter you got a shank, hand to hand combat. It's a hand to hand combat. Hand to hand combat. Hand to hand combat. I was thinking about some years ago. I think it was about mm, happened like two years ago. I was in tour with these guys, which is other gang, and I was in the dining hall. I was sitting in the dining hall and I was eating, and mm -hmm. not paying attention to my surroundings. But I had all these guys around me that ride with me. You are, Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm, I'm feeling protected because I got my gang around me, right? Yeah, yeah. And this one dude walked up behind me, grabbed me in the back of the head, stabbed me in the face, hit me right here. Man, I was lucky he put my eye out. So mm. of course, you know, we retaliated, we fought, and all that, right? Yeah. But that's one of the instances I had to say God was with me because I could have lost my eye, I lost my life, mm. but I didn't see it coming. Mm -hmm. I was a big game and I was head of the game, so they hit me first. They put a hit on my head. That's kind of that kind of opened my eyes up too. Go ahead. Go ahead, ask the question. So so basically, bro, the thing about it is too, even being incarcerated. The most demon and the most struggles is the black on black steel, even while you incarcerated. I know we deal with it still, out here. Still black on black. Man. Black on black. We got no unity. Uh, I see this man over here with a phone. I see this man with a gold watch on. I see this man over here with a lot of food in his locker box. We want to go rob him. Blacks want to go rob. The guys want to go rob. Especially if he ain't going to get robbed. Man, so, it's hard. Mm -hmm. So what? what, what blacks on black. So man, what 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 do you think could change the cycle, man? Of, of do you have any any words or any, what? What do you think that could change the cycle of this blacks the cycle that we have, man? I mean, you have grown up living through it, still living in it. Is there any advice or what can we do, man, to kind of like the tears change some of this stuff, man? I'm gonna be honest with you. That's that's the question, right? That's one of the hardest questions in the world to answer, you know, especially with the black, with the black community, the black people, whether you're in the streets or in here. You know, it, we have been like, I'm gonna say, brainwashed to a certain point where we we. Oh, I'm, I'm 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 gonna say it like this: When you look at the Latino community, uh -huh. uh, it's more unity. It's more unity within themselves. They share with each other. They take care of each other, watch each other's back, especially in places like this, right? Mm -hmm. And so we as black people, we look at these them like ah, the Mexicans stick together. I'm saying Spanish stick together. Mm -hmm. Why can't blacks do that? You can't do it. It ain't I don't I don't think it's gonna ever happen. I don't think we can do it. You know what I'm saying? I think that we as black people got to say who we can, you know, grab who we can, bring them to God, and work with who we can. We can't save everybody. You know, like I said, this, this guy who figured, you know, I don't care about none of that stuff. I love my gang. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. You know, my game, my guard. I look up to this dude over here. That's my leader. Mm-hmm. You know? But then when you start playing as your leader, then it's over with. But but being that man, you, you know, at one time, did you know like in 19 from 1923 to 1980s, we had unity. So what do you think it changed? Was it the generation? Was it us? Because you know, at one point we had unity. You know, when the people uh, my, my family came. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. Because like my family, man, I, they came I from we they, had unity even though. Oh, I'm listening. Yeah. So, because I was thinking, like, I remember my grandmother used to tell me stories. We came from Mississippi, right? They came up here to in, mm. in, the, in the north. And everybody that came from Mississippi, they would hook them up with the jobs. They would tell them the job. And they would even pass the clothes down to the hand -me nails. Everybody was trying to be united. So, where I'm just trying to figure mm -hmm. out, like, where did, the, where did the actual breakdown happen? If you have any general idea, bro. Of course. Like... Let's go back to the 60s and 70s. We had unity then, right? You know what I'm saying? The black companies and all that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, blacks had unity. Martin Luther King and all the blacks had unity. But with the unity came, I ain't going to blame it on the, I ain't gonna blame it on the race of people because I'm not racist. I'm not prejudiced. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for my study of history, let me go to the games in Chicago, right? But I was in Chicago mm -hmm. at one time for a while, right? Yeah. Uh, at once upon a time, the game was constructed to help the community, right? Yeah. You had the CBLs, you had all, all these games to the community, to protect the, the youth in the communities. Yeah. But when they put the money in the doors into the community, everything changed. Mm. See, back then when all these unions was, was coming along, we didn't have a lot of money. Black people won't have yeah. no money like that. Only thing we have, is well, mm -hmm. you take thirty million dollars and throw it in, 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 in a poor neighborhood. What you think they're gonna do? Man, everybody gonna fight for power. Everybody gonna fight for the money. Yeah, yeah. And that will happen. That that will happen. Right? Money, money, money. Does he say the money? People steal. People gonna kill. Yeah, people steal. People gonna tear their soul for money. Especially when they ain't got nothing from slavery. Mm. Man. That would mess our community. You put the money in there. Yeah, after you put the money in there, you bring the drugs. You give them the money, yeah. then you give them the, the money to buy the drugs. The drugs and the money go hand in hand. And it, it destroyed the black community. Yeah. Even now, even now, let me show you something. Even now, whether you out there or in here, mm -hmm. a few years ago, I think a couple years ago, the stimulus checks came out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We got them, we got we got them in here too. You know, we got the stimulus checks too. And um, y'all got the stimulus y'all got stimulus checks. Yeah. I didn't, hey, can I I didn't get down. I'm about to say Kyle's about to ask you for a loan, bro. I'm about to say nah, you I'm, stimulated. I'm, I'm straight, I'm straight, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. But, I'm about to say, but, bro, can I get a loan? You got nah. stimulated. <laughs> yeah, I'm straight. But let me show you something like okay. Even here, the most black people same way throughout the years. You ever watch with I'm gonna say my race, black people, uh -huh. African American. When we get our income tax, we get our stimulus check or whatever. What the first thing that most black people do from the hood? They go buy them a new car. There you go. They go yeah. buy, the, buy buy new clothes, new, new shoes, new furniture. Yep. And then yep. a week later, they broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instead That's of true, taking bro. that money, instead of taking that money, doing something positive, investing in something, and trying to make your money flip in a legitimate way. I'm gonna go yeah. buy me a pound of weed and flip it. I'm gonna go buy me a key of cocaine. I'm gonna flip that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Real talk. Just to understand talk, when you go buy when you go buy that key of cocaine or you go buy that key, that pound of weed, you throwing a brick at the penitentiary. Mm. Or you tell or you telling the robbers in your neighborhood come rob me. So you put your life on the line. Yeah. So that's been that's been, you know, or you wanna go to your mouth full of gold tea. Platinum mm -hmm. team, you know, put, we don't put rims on the ride. The money. Yeah, yeah. Put rims on the ride. That ain't, ain't nothing constructive about that. You know? We ain't building nothing for our black community. When I die, my kids going to be financially well off. 
Yeah. You know, that's the difference between blacks and whites. Well, I ain't gonna say all whites. I ain't gonna say all blacks. But some blacks yeah. have caught on to this. Yeah. You know, some blacks are on to this. I gotta admit, some blacks are getting smarter. They have caught on to this. Over the past, over the years, some blacks have caught on. They started to yeah. build generational wealth for their kids. Now we can get yeah. more black people to do that, our community to do that, then we'll right, we'll rise as a people. Stop, stop being envious of what the next man got. Even in here, like I said, yeah. mm -hmm. I got a locker box full of food. He got a phone. He got brand new shoes. He got fans. He got all this stuff. I ain't got nothing because I want to smoke my money up and dope. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to get with this guy here. Me, and me and this guy here going to go ahead and rob this guy. Yeah. You see know what I'm saying? We're going to jump on him, yeah. stab him, take his stuff. Man, yeah. It don't so make no it's sense. The it's the same, it's the same. It's the same thing. So, so, so Brother Envy, Johnny. Jealousy, greed. Yeah, go ahead. Mm. So, what type of programs that you think that need to be in place to help a brother like yourself or brothers coming out of, say if a brother even did a five, 10 year bid, what type of place or what type of assistance do you think would be needed in order, just say for you, just say if you didn't have a wife, you didn't have nothing, but in just a something just for you to get you on the right path to, because I, what a lot of people tell me, they call it institutionalized. I'm not sure if that's the way, way to say it, but like my brother, he done did like over 30 some years in prison and out. But, but when he get out, it's like after a while, six or seven months, he yearned for his life of being back incarcerated. So he'll go curse his probation officer out or, or do something stupid that don't even make sense to violate probation. But what do you think type of what do you think type of programs could be there to understanding that this is just an issue or a phase that they need to get through that can help them instead of sending them back to be incarcerated? Well, you got to understand something. First, like, before you get to the program, you got to access the individual. Because some okay. people, like you said, it's too flat. Some people, they get to the point in their life where this is all they know, this is all they want. So if you let someone into the streets and this is all they know, this is all he want, he's going to come right back. Mm. So that's why I said you got to look at the individual. You got to look at the individual foundation. Like, because if you ain't got a stable foundation, if you ain't got what I mean by uh, a stable foundation, a plan, you got to have a plan. You got to have someone there to lift you, help lift you up. Because if you ain't got that plan, you ain't got someone to help you lift you up. You let me back in the street, the only thing I'm going to then commit another crime. Yeah. But I have no foundation. So, yeah. Only type of program that you got, to, you got to have programs for guys that coming out here that don't have, have no family. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? You got to have like a program where they can like where they got housing, where they can live, they can get a job. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because back in society, they have no family, they have none, no foundation, then they're gonna commit crime. Why not, why not go be a brick of cocaine and be a big ball? Why not? But what does stand a ball to the wheel fall off? Why not? Mm. Because they have no 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 responsibility. You got, to, you got to have a program that gives them responsibility, accountability. Mm -hmm. You know? That's why I say, like, Man. each individual should be looked into and judged by his foundation or where he's heading in life. Everybody should have a plan. Like me and myself, I got a plan. Okay. You know? If you ain't okay. got a plan, you ain't got goals, then you ain't going to make it. Man, like your brother, I don't know. I don't know your brother. I'm pretty sure he's a good dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. sometimes, sometimes mentally up here, mm -hmm. if, you, if if you slip just a little bit up here, mm -hmm. then you can lose yourself. Mm. You, know, you, you you get to the point where you get comfortable living like this. You can't let yourself get comfortable living like this. Mm. Because Man. You let yourself get comfortable living like this. Gonna be all you know. Man, and I'm, I'm pretty sure your brother got a good foundation because he got you out there, he got yeah, your yeah, family, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But sometimes mentally, mentally, this can affect you mentally. Yeah, you know, and you might have every intention of doing the right thing, but you get the mission, 
there's something you're missing. Mm. So, so you so you saying he actually so you saying that even though we might look at it as bad, but you can really miss that environment because that becomes home to you mentally. That's become home saying. to you mentally. That, 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 that like you might come out there and you might feel all alone because of and here you had a camaraderie with these guys. You had a bond. You had a fellowship. You know, so you knew how to move. You knew how to act. You knew how, how to think. You knew what was going to happen every day. Every day. Mm. what going to happen. Like, I can sit here and look. I can see how guys move. I can tell where it's going to be. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You buy everyday life and you become accustomed to always being on point. It's like paranoid. Look, you watching everything and the paranoid can affect you mentally. Mm. So, man, you know what, man? I, I, I used to always wonder why we'll step into a room, right? And he'll stand like to where he was always mm -hmm. on defense. But I couldn't understand that because I was like, man, you free now. Why do you always got to stand in defense mode on anything? Like, I can be talking with a dude, and if you feel like me and the dude had any altercations, he already on guard. And I'd be like, bro, it ain't it ain't that deep. It's just a conversation. So you're saying mentally you got to be ready to change also. Of course. Like, right now, like me and you on this interview, right? I got my yeah. back against the wall, right? Well, you, yeah. you know that I keep looking up and looking around, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I'm always on the point because let us say anything happens just like that. Just like that. It don't take but a second to these dudes start fighting about anything. You know, like, I might be one of my partners or something, you know what I'm saying? Or it might be, I might, anything, anything can happen. You know? So, you never know, man. So, it's nerve-wracking, but like I say, like, I do see so many people get hurt, robbed, killed, all this in this environment, this close environment, it puts you on edge. It makes you, like, every day you want to, you're going to stab me today. Somebody try to rob me from my phone. Yeah, we are doing an um, interview from a brother that's incarcerated and uh, the, the devil was trying to cut it out. But this interview right here is going to really change some lives. I mean, it's been hard. The interview has been cutting in and out. But this interview is for you youngsters out there that really think that 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 this life you're doing, this life that you is going through, man, you could be there. You could easily be incarcerated. This brother done did 25 years in prison, bro. I mean, the brother's coming back on now. That interview was cut short. It was being recorded from a, from a prison cell. The guy has already served 25 years, and he had 25 years of life. He don't know when he will see his freedom. I just want to tell y'all youngsters out there, man, watch your life, man. Watch the decisions you make. Don't let decisions that you make in your early 20s or in your teens cause you to grow old and gray and facing time of dying in a state prison. I just want to stay, stay prayed up, man. Let the blessings of the Lord always, always flood your heart. Walk away, man. Smile. Give hugs. Give encouragement, man. We are the future. Trust God. This is a word from Minister Change, the minister that meet people where they at and love on them like our Lord Jesus Christ does. God's blessings. Keep supporting me. Keep following me. In Jesus' name. Our children, bless them, Lord, bless them, Lord. We need you.
change your holy power. Tears of the past, I'm broken hearted. Glancing through old pics, Lord, this world is crazy. People are so sick, I somehow reminisce about the good old days when they used to jump rope and the kids would say communities had love. Kids show respect and the grown-ups was there to serve and protect. Father God, I wish you could grant my dream. I want to FaceTime Martin Luther King. Jesus, sometime I wanna break down. See, I walk by faith, not by sight. But we all stumble daily in this thing called life. Just to see your face one more time, just to tell you I love you would ease my mind.